0: The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Welcome back to the Fly Over State Sports Show. I am your sitting very close to my phone because my audio has been screwed up for the last couple of weeks because I've been too far away, host Sam Long, and I am joined by the usual suspect, Caleb the Beans, you both.
0: Oh, that sounds so good. That's such a refreshing sound. Uh,
1: what a refreshing sound. He's opening up a stone cold Jason Kelsey right now. Uh, he was drinking, like, Bud Light or something like that? No, I, it, it was, like, Blue something. I, it, it was, like, a local, like, beer. Oh, was it a local? Time. Okay. No, it wasn't a local beer. It, it's, like, it's one of those beers that you're not going to find in, like, Wamego, Kansas, but maybe you might find it, like, in Manhattan, Kansas. Like the Fridge-type place? Yeah, something like that. I, I heard it was, like, it's, like, Miller Light, but, like, Or on the East Coast or something is kind of what I heard. Okay. But I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember what it was called um, because I'm not a journalist. I am just a personality. (laughs) (laughs) So I just talk into this microphone that's not attached to anything. And um, that's it. Like, that's all I do. And I don't need to know what kind of beer Jason Kelsey was drinking. I just heard that he was really drunk and he drank out of a bowling ball.
0: Do you think you remember that night? Like honest question? Yeah, you think
1: you think so? I I heard a story from a podcast that I listened to. I don't even know if you can call the Dan Lebertard show with Stu Gotts a podcast. I don't even know what to call it, honestly, because it's a like show. Not, it, it is a show because like it's on YouTube, and I don't know, whatever. Anyways, they were like talking to like somebody, and I think they mentioned. That like Jason Kelsey like drank twenty beers one time. He and, drank twenty like, beers the,
0: at the Super Bowl parade.
1: That's right, and like he was like mostly fine. Like he was drunk, but he was like mostly fine. And so, he like, gave
0: the greatest speech of all time, hammered off of twenty beers.
1: I I love I Jason Kelsey is as close to a hundred percent approval as anyone in America has ever gotten. I agree. I could not disagree more or I could. How does that saying go?
0: I, you, I agree. You, I agree a thousand percent. You couldn't agree more. I couldn't you agree couldn't, more. I couldn't agree more. You couldn't don't disagree, disagree. I agree. Less. Yes. I couldn't disagree less. There you go.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what? Maybe that's a future. Maybe that's a top five later in the show. Top five people more popular in history or er, in us history than Jason Kelsey
0: like a lot of them are pretty controversial but this would be a fun one
1: um i don't even have like five names um and honestly honestly i might just put five most popular people in american history and then jason can just be on the list there you go you know i'll make the list i'll I'll make the list during the show while like you're talking i have some names in mind (laughs) am i supposed to fill the void now No, you don't need to fill the void now. We have Beans. So this is a power hour show, obviously, because there's not a lot of football going on. We'll get to like maybe some basketball later on in the show. Probably not because Beans doesn't know that Terry Rozier got traded to the Heat and that Adrian Griffin got fired by the Bucs. He doesn't know that. So we're going to stick to what we know. A firm power hour of National Football League football. Playoff edition and beans. Your Kansas City Chiefs, I doubted them. You didn't doubt them because you're a homer. Gavin doubted them. My neighbor who has a Bills flag in his window definitely doubted them. In fact, most of America had given up on Kansas City. And what do they do? They go into Buffalo and they do what they always do they beat Josh. Allen and the Buffalo Bills, because that's what Mahomes does for reasons. He can't do it in the regular season, but he can do it in the playoffs. Beans, the score was 27 to 24, and Tyler Bass lined up for a game-tying field goal, and he missed wide right again. And that was the final for you, Kansas City Chiefs, to advance to the AFC title game. Beans, what were your thoughts?
0: Uh, yeah, so you kind of you brought up the kick. Um, Tyler Ass. I kind of want to I, I wanted to kind of break this game down, like almost like a tale of two halves. But you brought up the field goal and it's like you watch that game. The whole time Josh Allen's owning us, the run game's killing us, and then they just kind of veer away from running the ball and start passing it. it and it comes down to this one kick. And you mentioned it in the first quarter on his first kick, I think. It was like I, I I believe it was Tyler Bass's first, it was either PAT, uh, and you said, Oh gosh, we're in we're in it for a ride if he's having, you know, these kind of troubles. Yep. His and, first
1: PAT he almost missed. Like yeah. if you watch if you watch I don't want to say almost missed it, but it was like middle middle and the wind caught it and it was like it barely like it, it just it, it, yeah, like you said it just in, like a curveball. But it was but it was like, oh man, like if if the wind's gonna like be like this, like we could we could see some trouble kicking is the you thing. Know.
0: You know who did not have trouble kicking Harrison Butker. He made a field goal. I mean, he made a field goal in that same end zone, so I don't know.
1: Here's I don't know, Bob. Harrison Butker is has one of the best legs in the game, though. Like it's it's like Mahomes or Josh throwing the ball in that wind. Yeah. You don't notice it as much because they're both like got huge arms. Like if Tua was throwing in that wind, not to pick on Tua uh, Drew Brees is like a similar example, but like you know, Drew Brees or Tua throws in that win. Like it's a little bit different because they just don't have as much arm strength. But no, you could kind of see it after that first one, and it was just like, mm, okay, like kicks are going to be tough. Like you don't, you don't really want it to come down to your kicker needing to make it a field needing to make a field goal. It was kind of the way I saw it. So
0: when Tyler Bass missed that field goal, did you ever have a doubt with Andy Reid and two timeouts and a minute forty left in the game that you know Mahomes didn't have a chance at at marching down the field and either getting it within field goal territory, reasonable field goal territory, or scoring on that drive on, on that drive if it were to come down to it?
1: My chief concern is that the offense kind of sputtered the last two drives. Part of that makes me think. Did Part they really thinks, sputter?
0: One of the sputters was they were in the red zone and fumbled.
1: No, there were two drives before that. There were two okay. drives after that. There, okay. there, were two, it, there was the... So, I'm not going to make fun of, like, DeMar Hamlin for the punt thing. Uh, Buffalo went for a fake, fake punt, like, inside their own 40. Um, I'm not going to make fun of DeMar for that. Um, because, honestly, that is, like, at best or at worst, like, half of DeMar's fault. It's probably DeMar's fault because DeMar should probably be smart enough to know that, like, we can't do this, like, here in this moment. That call is, or that check, because here's the thing. I I don't think people, like, really understand that, like, and I know I'm on a tangent right now. I don't think people fully understand that Kansas City had 10 guys in the field And, like, there was only one, like, corner over the gunner. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't do that in that situation. But, like, literally what happened was is Buffalo probably has, like, a check where if it's this distance and there's this box, which there is now because that one guy is gone. Then we're doing this. And I feel yeah. bad that it's Demar That that happened to. I don't even know if Demar checks to that. You know what I mean? I don't know whose job it is to check to that. Mm-hmm. But like. That's what happened. The shitty thing is for Demar Is like they're probably like two yards. Away. Like two yards less. Away from like that check. Just not happening. It's probably like under five yards. Is probably the check. It's probably like fourth and up to fourth and four. Yeah. And, like, with a light box, you check. Because you have numbers. But, I don't know. I kind of felt bad for him on that. But the Chiefs, like, got the ball after that and fumbled, and then they had, like, another possession. I can't remember. I I think they had two more possessions. Because I think they got the, uh, I, I they might not have. But the Chiefs' offense, like, really wasn't clicking and I think that had to do with just kind of it being the end of the game um that's been kind of a consistent thing um I don't know it, it's one of those things where this year and I know I'm talking a lot but I always kind of felt like Pat would make that play to like get us in position to win the game but like this year he's been in that situation like several times Three times off the top of my head. Lions, Packers, Bills, like, there might even be another one. But there's, like, I think the, Ra- Ra- I think the
0: Raiders, or like, the Raiders game?
1: Uh, no, because we got our ass beat that game. Um, I mean, a Denver, like, Denver's, like, a half example because we ended up yeah. getting blown out. But if we would have, like, got a touchdown in that situation, we'd have been back in the game. Um point point is there were like at least three games this year where it's like okay like Pat needs to go and like score a touchdown and like we'll like win the game or like we can tie the game with a field goal or something. And uh he like 0 for three. Yeah. You know totally. what I mean? Like Pat hadn't done it this hasn't done it this year. So like to me, like I'm not sure we have the horses that's like a like Kentucky Derby winning jockey and like a Preakness States winning jockey. But like we don't have the horses to run the Belmont cause that's the longest leg in the triple crown. And our jockey can only do so much if our horse doesn't have the stamina. And with the weapons we have, it kind of feels like we have a horse that can't run that run the Belmont.
0: Uh, I agree. Um, although in this game, we had, I can't remember what the exact number was, but we had six players that had, um, we had six players that had a play over 25 yards. Uh, well, no, it was five. Patrick Mahomes had a rush play, run play for 24 yards. So that's, that's my bad. But every play had at least a, a, a yard, a, a carry of 25 yards or more. So I, I feel like we all kind of came through together. One thing I did notice on, on this game was that, you know, all all season long, we saw a lot of up the middle, up the middle. And the only time we would go from sideline to sideline was on screen plays. I noticed in this game how we didn't see a lot of middle plays. Yeah, we saw Rasheed Rice cross over the middle. But it was delayed almost to where we would let him cross through and then we would hit them off to the side. We saw a lot of sideline action in this game, whereas before previous glasses. weeks we saw a lot of we saw a lot of middle. So this was definitely something different. And I don't think the Bills were ultimately ultimately prepared for a lot of that uh, outside action. Granted, I know a lot of their players were hurt, a lot they were not deep at all. Uh, so I wonder if that had some things to do with it. But now you know, moving on to next week, not to jump ahead or anything, but like that's just something to prepare for. You know, like. We saw a lot of middle stuff. Now we're seeing. Now we saw in a game where they actually can't go because MVS. What were his targets? They were towards the side. Uh Travis Kelsey. He ran a. He ran a. A, a corner out. You know, like that. You know, these are these are plays that were developed in this game, and I think that's something that is pretty significant to pay attention to.
1: You mentioned injuries. I just I got to get this off my chest too. So like. God, I hate doing this, especially after we win. So, like, I, we'll talk about it when we talk about us playing the Ravens. Spoiler the Ravens beat the Texans. Shocker, I know. But, like, every time we, like, play the Bills or the Bills are in the playoffs, it, like, okay, let me back up. So, a lot of people are going to point to the fact that Miami and Buffalo's defenses are just beat to hell right and a lot of that is going to be like the like narrative about oh like kansas city hasn't actually figured anything out i don't know if they have or not but the narrative is going to be they played two like really beat up defenses with like a bunch of bums on them like aj klein's like a billion years old and he's Bruce trying Irving to is a, Bruce is a billion years old. Yeah. Like, dude, like, there's guys that are just old and, like, not fast. And, like, you can't expect AJ Klein at this point in his career to cover Travis Kelsey. Like, that's just the way it is. But, like, the thing is, is like, so that'll be the narrative. And, like, they'll talk about how Baltimore has, like, a really good defense and they're young and they're fast. And, like, they're correct about that. But, the one thing I'm going to say about the two teams that we played is Miami has not been healthy or playing well the last two seasons towards the end of the year. So something about Miami, whether it's the players, I don't love to call players injury prone, but whether it's the players or like how Mike McDaniel practices or just rotten, no good, bad luck, Miami has like Fallen off in the last, like, month, month and a half of the season, the last two two years. And Buffalo, have you ever noticed how, like, Buffalo is, like, decimated by injuries every single season?
0: Every season at
1: this time. It's, it's every season. So, like, this is just normal. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't love that Tredavious White is, like, hurt all the time because I like Tredavious White. But like why would anyone pencil Tradavius White in for any playoff game at this point? Yeah. Like he cannot stay healthy. Like there's so many people on the defense where it's like this guy is hurt every year. Like it it is just like all these guys are always hurt and like for better or for worse, whether it's because we draft players that get hurt less, which again, I don't know if that's actually a thing. Or if Andy's just better at like keeping his players fresh. I know Kansas City has injuries, but like the defense has been mostly intact, and like the team for this entire time that Mahomes has been around has been mostly intact come playoff time and during the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, It's not a coincidence that Kansas City has been really good and really good about not being injured. (laughs) Yeah, and we can
0: go ahead and jump into some of our injuries that we have now. Obviously, we still have Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore out, you know, yada, yada, yada.
1: Um, Um, I I think we're—I don't even know if those two have real injuries. Yeah. um, I almost feel like—not to completely cut off the injury conversation, but, like, with the way McCall played, I— I can see why you want to keep them active, but like, there's only four receivers that I think need to be active on our active roster. That's receiver Rice, Richie James, MVS, and Justin Watson. And if we don't have wide receivers because they get hurt, like, so be it.
0: Yeah, so we have we have those two out. Then that you know they'll probably continue to be out. Um, I'll kind of go over the injuries and then like kind of discuss who's replacing them and like. How well they did this last game. So, like, for instance, Joe Tooney, uh, I messaged you guys in this in our group chat earlier, but Joe Tooney, you know, he has a sprain peck. Um, you know, that's kind of a day to day thing. They said they don't know if he'll be back. It, you know, with he looks promising, but you never know. I'm going to be honest, I didn't know Joe Tooney was out until the fourth quarter. Nick Allegretti, like, until like late into that game, like Nick Allegretti was holding his own. And I honestly believe Nick Allegretti anywhere else. Would be a starter or reasonable backup. And I am so glad that we have him on his team because from tackle to tackle, he is able to play. So I'm I think we'll be fine. I I don't like starting Allegretti. However, he is a, like I said, he is a reasonable backup and is a solid left guard in this situation.
1: Yeah, you never want to lose an all-pro. Um
0: exactly. You don't want to lose no an all-pro. Pro. It's We're like it's like a- S tier and then like you know like this guy is just like he's gonna get the job done like that's yeah, exactly he where he's at
1: um but uh, joe thune is probably going to
0: try um oh he's gonna tape it up he's gonna put whatever he's gonna get fucking horse cream on him he's gonna be like he's gonna be come out of here he's gonna want to play i he, nothing's gonna yeah, stop he's him gonna,
1: he's gonna be able to see sounds with the shit that they like inject into his body exactly um and, but if he doesn't play, you know, if we are able to win the game, then, you know, quite possibly, like, you know, he might be. <laughs> I love how we say he might be close to 100 percent. Like, he's probably going to get surgery after the season, probably. Oh, absolutely. Like, like yeah, like no one's 100 percent, like, except for the kickers, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe not even Buffalo's Potter was 100 percent by this time. Um, By the way, massive storyline that, like, is going completely under the radar is that, like, again, I know I'm distracting from the injury conversation that, like, you fully set up, but, like, Buffalo's putter was awful.
0: Well, I don't think he was the starting punter, was he?
1: No, he was the starting punter.
0: Oh, God. Oh, he had a hamstring injury. Didn't he have, like, a hamstring injury?
1: Yeah, he, like, blew out his hamstring, like, running. Like for a tackle last week, and they signed a different punter to the practice squad, and then like they said he was like good to punt, and like both his punts were terrible. Just and like you can see, I, mean, I don't like,
0: get that. Just sit out. Just you're fine, dude. So
1: I'm telling you right now, that is like an underrated storyline that I don't think anyone is like brought up anywhere. Like I think his net punting was like 40 yards. Like yeah, he probably gave us like 10 yards per drive. Yeah they um, punted. They only punted like twice but they were both awful. Yeah. That's also probably a reason why they checked to that fake. Cuz cuz he of it wasn't probably. a good punt
0: Cuz they were pretty, I mean, weren't they like at the 40?
1: They were at like 30, the 40. 30? Yeah, so. Yeah, somewhere between 30 and 40. So they probably thought like we're only going to pin them like to about the other 30 with the way their punters like punting oh man yeah that's a massive storyline that i don't think anyone's pointed out hard-hitting analysis that you only get here um so moving on anyway
0: moving on from joe tooney uh, uh willie gay neck injury uh during that game it kind of willie gay was our spy he did really freaking good against the bills last time we played them He's kind of struggling a little bit. But then again, all of our linebackers were really struggling in this game. So I'm kind of hoping to have Willie Gay back by this next game against Baltimore because we're going to need that spy. We're going to need Lamar Jackson needs a spy. Uh, granted, you know, you know, Josh Allen is a literal buffalo and lamar jackson's just a little bit different a little bit shiftier but i think willie gay's athleticism kind of matches what lamar jackson can do compared to like uh, drew trankel drew trankel is awesome nick bolton looked bad in the first half i think he came out and looked fine in the second half he just looked kind of displaced looked lost i think he was being asked to do a lot of things he doesn't usually do then again you're a linebacker i know a lot of people are going to look at our linebackers and say they look like crap this game It is hard to play linebacker when you have to worry about a quarterback like Josh Allen who can chuck it 80 yards down the field, which I want to get to here in a little bit, chuck it 80 yards down the field and also be able to run, bulldoze you, plow you, juke you, move the way he does. So I I understand from a linebacker perspective why Tranquil, Willie Gay before he got hurt and Nick Bolton being a little bit... Displaced uncomfortable not reading everything correctly because like I, I said in our group chat You don't know whether to shit or stand because you have josh allen as a quarterback um So You're gonna have to really think about your little your linebacker sets You're gonna see a lot of dime if if gays Willie gay is out I'm I imagine you're gonna see a lot of nickel and dime anyways, probably Um, and then mike edwards, he's in concussion protocol Hopefully, our neutral doctor is a little bit cooler than everybody else and lets him play, but Chamari Connor stepped up for being a rookie and being put into that situation. You're probably rolling a lot with the second team in the first place, and then to come in and say, "Hey, Edwards is out. You're the guy." He made a lot of professional plays in that game, and i and I heard on a I heard from I was listening to a podcast, and I wish I could remember who I was listening to uh, so that way I could quote them. But uh, during the podcast, they said that when they drafted Chamari Connor, they didn't expect him to have this massive of an impact when they first drafted him because they thought, yeah, he's going to be like a special teams guy. And then he came to practice and has just been stride for stride, one of the better DBs on this crew However, he's still got that rookie mentality, so it's going to be a little bit. But they think he is a dude, and so that makes me excited. We got to see it firsthand this game. So I, I do think with Mike Edwards being out, that hurts. We have, we're losing that veteran presence, but Chamari just stepped up, and I'm, I'm excited for him to, for the next three years after this season.
1: Wasn't he like – I think he was PFF's like highest-graded defensive player this last I week. don't know.
0: He was your uh he was one of your seventh round draft picks uh two years before he was before he was draft eligible. We'll never let I will never let that down. You dra- you mock drafted him before he was draft eligible. <laughs> Man,
1: it's because I'm a ball knower bro. You know ball. Sam knows a, ball. He, because he I'll tell you exactly my rationale for drafting him two years ago. Um he went to Virginia Tech. That was literally it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and he has a cool name, Jamari Connor. Like
1: that's I, I like didn't even care about the cool name. It was literally that he, Virginia Tech just put out. They don't do it anymore because like uh, Frank Beamer's not there anymore. Yeah. But like Virginia Tech literally just used to poop out like fucking DBs like all over the place. Like the Fullers, all the Fullers. I'm pretty sure went to Virginia Tech. Yeah,
0: and then you had Shamari
1: Connor, Terrell Edmonds, all those guys. Um, So all the Edmonds went to like there too, and like there's guys like before that as well. I just don't know them because I'm a jackass and don't know anything.
0: So I brought up the I brought the pass, and we we can talk about this, and then we can kind of move on to the Ravens game. But that throw was beautiful oh my god
1: shame on stefan diggs for fucking dropping that
0: imagine the play i don't think twitter would have ever been the same if he would have caught that pass oh my god
1: that throw was legitimately like 60 yards like in the air like on a rope like dot
0: okay so i want to make a comparison here Mahomes, Super Bowl uh, against Tampa Bay, where he is literally vertical to the ground, and that play is dropped, where Darrell Williams hits his helmet and he drops it. Now, rank that compared to this one, where in the wind, Josh Allen heaves a ball so far and almost to the point where Diggs, stride for stride, could have caught it over his shoulder, and Diggs dropped it. Rank which one is the worst.
1: Oh, you mean like the worst one in terms of like.
0: Which one hurts the most? uh, I know what hurts me the most, but like from a neutral perspective, which one hurts the most?
1: That one play for Pat doesn't hurt me at all because that game was over. We were down by like like 22 points. Like it would have been really cool and it would have been like on the highlight reel forever. It's still. It still still is. Yeah, like people still bring up that. People still will, like, have stills of, like, throwing that pass. Like, he actually completed it. It's Um, in our background. Yeah, no. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's in our background. Like, yeah, it, actually, yeah, go check out our new background on our Twitter. At underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. Um, But, no, like, dude, that throw, the, the Mahomes throw is, like, one of the most impressively athletic things I've ever seen, but it also kind of went through a linebacker's hand. Like that Josh Allen throw is the greatest incompletion I have ever seen. I legitimately could not believe that he put that throw where he did. And if Diggs would, well, here's the thing. One, that throw hurts way worse. Because if Diggs catches that, then suddenly, like, we're at the 20 with all the momentum with, like, two minutes to get this touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that changes a lot of things very drastically. And honestly, that play kind of slowed the momentum down. Because, like, Allen, like, fumbled that ball, ball like later in that drive. And like almost threw that pick later in the drive, like that last drive, like became kind of herky jerky because I feel like Allen didn't trust his teammates by the end of it.
0: And which- let's not, let's not hide the fact he was wheeling and dealing like his throws to Khalil Shakir two that come to mind is the one in the end zone and the one like on the one yard line to get that first down. Like Duffy is draped on Shakir and he could only put it into one spot and Shakir caught it. Like it's Alan was just Alan was on one and it still wasn't good enough.
1: No, like if I'm being real, dude, that throw was just so disgusting. Like (laughs) I, I never like bring this up, especially online. I, I don't like getting into, like, a bunch of debates, like, online. But, like, there's always the debate. It's, like, who's got the bigger arm? Like, Mahomes or Josh Allen? And it's, like, so very obviously Josh Allen has a way bigger arm. than I should say a way bigger arm. But, like, Josh Allen, like, has 99 throw power. And Mahomes got, like, 97. Like, Josh, yeah, Allen's, yeah. Josh Allen's got, like, two overall points higher throw power than, like, Mahomes, like that dude, has just got such a goddamn cannon. I, I mean this so genuinely. Josh Allen probably is the most talented quarterback in the league. The problem is, is that Mahomes has like ninety five percent of his arm arm talent and like seventy five percent of his rushing talent but has, like, such a large mental edge about how to play the game and how to be great and, like, what it takes to be great edge over him, that that's why Mahomes just always comes out slightly ahead in the playoffs. Like, that's what it is. Like, Mahomes' football mind is just like that of one of the goats, and Josh Allen's is just like one of like a Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: Yeah, uh, this this game, America deserved it. Uh, it was beautiful. It was fifty gorgeous. million
1: viewers. Beans,
0: isn't that the most in the divisional round and most yes. since last year's Super Bowl or something like that?
1: It, it, it's the most in divisional round history. And Mike Florio said it was only thirty nine, and then got disproven by eleven million viewers like an hour later because is a fucking idiot.
0: So, it, it was a beautiful game. America deserved it. Um, Taylor Swift, one more game, at least. So, now we're moving on to Baltimore, obviously. Um, kind of looking ahead on this game a little bit. Um, is this the best team that the Chiefs have ever faced against
1: in the AFC championship game? in the AO oh, in the AFC championship game. Uh, yes. I think both those Bengals teams are like about the same. Um They're about the same. That Titans team like no. Um the 19 Patriots I think are probably It's between well, the the eighteen nineteen Patriots, excuse yeah. me. The nineteen Patriots were the ones that had were great and then everything just fell off the wagon. Um I think your real contenders are the eighteen nineteen Patriots, the nineteen twenty, like not the the Titans team is a no. That Bills team is a no too. Like they were good. Like that Bills team was good, but they were ascending. The best Bills team that Kansas City ever beat was the 13-second uh, game. Yeah. That was the best Bills team that Kansas City ever beat. Um, But that Bills team, no. And then the Bengals teams, I think, are like... Three and four, I think. I, I think last year's Bengals are slightly better. Yeah, I would say last year's Bengals team is slightly better than the one from two years ago. That'd be my three. And then you can kind of just debate who you want between the uh, 19 or the 2021 Bills and the uh... yeah, you can kind of just debate between that Bills team and the first Bengals team on which one was better. The Titans is obviously the worst team that we played. Yeah. By a lot. Um, I think I think if the Ravens end up winning the Super Bowl, I think you can firmly put them like as a complete toss-up between that Patriots team. Yeah. I would say they're probably a little bit better. Because that Patriots team was pretty flawed, so I would say yes. This is probably the best team that we played in an AFC title game. I would say, I would say Patriots, last year's Bengals, this year's Ravens are probably the three like ones where the game felt in danger. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think top to bottom, like as a whole, I do think that the Ravens are better. They have a better, um, they have a better defense. Like, let's be real. That secondary looks good. That linebacking core is solid. Uh, they're fast, they're physical. You know, you got Lamar Jackson at quarterback, you got three running backs that can kind of just do whatever. Uh, they're kind of, you know, you ir- you know, they're kind of re- interchangeable at what they can do. Uh, you know, Isaiah Likely's kind of coming into his shell, honestly, like he could be a starting tight end somewhere. And, uh, I do think top to bottom, this is probably one of the better rosters that Kansas city's ever faced in the AFC championship game.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I think it probably, if it's not, then it's, it's like, a, it's a close seven. second. Like it, it is like so far removed. It's so far removed from like that first Bengals team and that first Bills team, or I guess and that Bills team. In my opinion, it's so far removed, and it, it it's because they're the total package. Yeah, okay. I don't. So, yeah, I mean, will this Ravens seems really good? They basically, DJ Stroud went against Cleveland's defense and put up serviceable points. I think a lot of people kind of overhyped what C.J. Stroud did because of two pick sixes. Like, the score looks really big, and everyone's like, oh, well, C.J. Stroud blew him out. It was like a ten-point game with, like, Joe Flacco driving to cut it to a one-possession game, like, midway through the third, and then Joe Flacco turned into Matt Schaub. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the game's a lot closer than you would expect. So... CJ Stroud's a rookie, and, like, the Texans are just not very good. This was exactly, like, the the only thing that didn't happen that I felt like was going to happen was I thought the Texans would probably, like, stay in it until they lost by about, like, 10 to 14 points at the end of the game something where it's like Baltimore scores a touchdown with six minutes left and C.J. Stroud doesn't get it going and, like, the game ends, right? I kind of thought we were going to get the Jaguars effect from last year where it was like, oh, well, the Jags, like, played the Chiefs kind of close, even though, like, Mahomes sprained his motherfucking ankle and played on one ankle in the entire second half. Um, I, I'm going to come out right here. We can already just say this. Uh, Texans are not making the playoffs next year. That's my hot take. Damn, that's kind of quick. Um, yeah, no, they're going to do, they're going to do what the Jags did. Like, it, like, it's the same thing. Just go like eight and like, nine and. No, it's DVD the open. same thing. They won like nine games. Like, I, they won oh, nine let's be real. Games. Nowadays,
0: nine games could give you a playoff berth.
1: But they won nine games, and they got to play the Jets. They got to play... Who finished last in the AFC West last year? Like, the Raiders? Raiders. Yeah, they got to play the Jets. They got to play the Raiders. They got to play the worst team in whatever NFC division they were put pl- Or what other, what other extra NFC game they got to play. And they got to play, like, the fucking... Um, I guess they got to play, they had to play the Browns, which wasn't like easy, obviously. But like they basically just, and then they played the AFC South. Like if you split those games, like that's basically, they got handed like five to six free wins. Now they have to play Buffalo, Kansas City, and like Baltimore next year. They're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like Jacksonville did the same thing. They finished in last. They won eight to nine games, and the rest of the division shit all over itself, or whatever, because they're all bad, they're all mid, and they didn't make the playoffs, because they completely collapsed when they started having to play good teams. You know what wouldn't surprise me, like, genuinely, like, it wouldn't surprise me one iota if like the Titans just won the division. Cause the division's not good and they get to play the Jets. They get to play the Charges. And they get to they get a they gonna fucking play the Bengals, I guess. And that's kind of a rough draw. Everyone in the FC North is good. I don't know. That's just my two cents. Like that division sucks. And I'm coming out right now that CJ Stroud is slightly overrated because of a decent season where this team made the playoffs, but none of the teams are actually any good.
0: <laughs> I have no takes on this. Um, because I mean, I like CJ Stroud. I, you know, we saw, uh, we all make fun of his wonderlick score or whatever and all that stuff. But I think he made Nico Collins look good. He made a, you know, whatever round tank Dell was drafted in like third, fourth or fifth, whatever. Um, you know, he he kinda made he kinda made chicken salad out of chicken shit, if, in my opinion. I mean Nico Collins, like he was highly touted coming out of college. Tank Dell, you know, a lot of people kinda praised some people kinda praised him. Um and, you know, he kinda made like I said, he he, he kept uh oh god, who's Schultz, he kinda kept him intact. Uh uh, you know, you had Singletary on that roster. So I think like the, the 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 uh roster construction was there, and I think C.J. Stroud was able to just kind of come in and fit fine and jive with this roster. So hopefully, I, the, hopefully going forward, that they can just develop this roster upon his ability uh, uh, with his uh, ability, uh with his skills, and that is being a good passer. So
1: I don't hate like C.J. Stroud. Obviously, like I I think he's good. Yeah, and Trevor Lawrence are the same quarterback. Like, in my eyes, like they, they're the same like thing. Like they're both guys who can move and like, but are more passers than throwers, or more passers than runners. And I just look at it, and again, I didn't watch a billion Texans games, obviously, because the Texans weren't like on prime time or anything. But, like, I sit here and I think, last year, I mean, I, I said last year, you can run the tape. I told you, the Jags aren't going to make the playoffs because they're not actually good. Now, I didn't think the Texans would be any good and win the division. I thought it would be the Colts. I was one Colts win. It, I was one uh, Goodson drop away from that probably happening, actually. Uh, Tyler Goodson, shout out Iowa. Iowa can't offense, Jesus Christ Um, I don't know That's my hot take Um, Which is way more interesting than the Ravens Just like beating the shit out of that team Because like they really did Like C.J. Stroud didn't play super well And neither did Houston Because they played a real defense
0: And a real and,
1: offense like, Yeah they played real defense and a real offense And like I don't know Like, a, It always felt like C.J. Stroud was like everyone's like, oh, wow, CJ Stroud's throwing the ball, like, way downfield. And it's like, oh, so now, like, he's just going to get, like, a bunch of cover three and, like, like soft-shell zones. So, like, is CJ Stroud going to be not to, like, call his, you know, freaking cognitive test and into like, bring it into that? But, like, is CJ Stroud going to be patient enough to take dump-offs? I think he probably will be because, like, he's a professional-style quarterback. But it's just going to be one of those things where it's like, are the Texans going to be as explosive next year? Like, I don't know.
0: So so kind of moving on to this Chiefs versus Ravens game, what are your final score predictions for the game?
1: Well, just to just kind of go over the game, like, slightly before I talk about why the Chiefs are going to lose. Um, it's kind of this matchup of... It's it's literally just... It's like a boxing match, right? Like, the Ravens have everything. They are... um, Adonis Creed in the sense that, like... You know... They're the total package. And, like... They're the heavyweight champ. They're the one seed. Like, they got home field. There's, like, a lot to really like with Baltimore. They have a good defense. They have, have a great... Good offense. Like, they have the MVP... Like, they have an elite kicker. Like, like they don't, they're do not they not missing anything. Like, Baltimore is a very complete team. And realistically, like, they could have won a playoff game last year with Tyler Huntley. And that just shows how good the team was. Because they made the playoffs with Tyler Huntley, like, while Lamar didn't play after the season. And, like, the Chiefs, to me, are like Rocky Balboa. And it's literally just like, wow, this roster has, like, lots of flaws. But, boy, they sure have... Patrick Mahomes, or sure, they sure have that, like, left hook that could like, knock you out, or whatever. So it really feels... The Chiefs, on paper, should not win this game, and the only reason people think that they can is because of Patrick Mahomes, and then, to, like, a lesser extent, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Like, it's literally... This game is literally... One of the greatest quarterbacks ever, as a perception. Uh, Two Hall of Famers and, like, three three or four All-Pros. With, like, a bunch of mid walking in against, like, the best roster. Like, in the league, like, up there with San Francisco. So, I don't think Kansas City will win. I think it's a fool's errand to pick them. I think the offense is taking advantage of a lot of unfortunate not healthiness from the Dolphins and Bills. And that's great. I love it. I really feel like this will probably be one of those rare, like, multiple score losses. It just feels like one of those games where Baltimore is going to beat us by a touchdown, In the first half, and then just beat us by a touchdown in the second half. You know what I mean? Like, this feels a lot like 31 to, like, 17 to me. All right.
0: Um, Now here comes my little rant. Um, Patrick Mahomes... You know we kind of gone through a generational wave you know like before we had joe montana dan marino and those guys you know uh randall cunningham now we've kind of moved on to this uh, uh then we moved on to uh uh peyton manning uh tony romo tom brady all these guys and then we kind of moved on now to josh allen um uh, patrick mahomes and all these guys um Mahomes is going to continue to chase Brady because that's where, you know, that's S tier. You know, we're always going to, everybody's going to always chase Brady just like everybody chases Jordan. Um, This game is the one game. Mahomes is looking at the rest of the playoff schedule and thinks there is one game he has to beat in order to chase Brady's accomplishments, to continue to try to strive for the mountaintop and beat Brady and this is his time this is this is the time where he needs to do it and it's against baltimore right now because i think he's looking at san francisco and thinks i can i can get i can pick those guys apart i can play against those guys i can compete against those guys he's looking at detroit you know give uh, give us that second chance against detroit levon patrick mahomes has this one personality trait that just comes out of him and it's patrick levon mahomes and he shows up and balls out they just beat the buffalo bills and he only needed to have 200 and what was it 215 yards passing and only 20 yards rushing so 235 total yards of ground coverage on in an offense in order to beat the buffalo team like he is coming out in this game and i think he's gonna just put everything on his back and show up and show out and I, i i do think ravens are good I think they're going to match tip for tat everything that's going to happen in this game because they are good. They're going to be explosive. They're going to make plays all the time. And it's just going to feel like a heavyweight match. Just left hook, right hook. And we're, we're not a roster constructed just like Baltimore. We don't have an OBJ. Well, let's be real. We have Rasheed Rice, who's a rookie. We don't have uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who's a really good touted wide receiver. I think in the end it's going to be 31-27. I think it's going to just be a dog fight
1: until the end. Do we win the dogfight? Yes, we do. Sorry, I I didn't specify that we win the dogfight. Yes. See, I I can't bring myself to I I just think it is a mountain. This game very much reminds me of Super Bowl um, fifty four. That's what this game reminds me of personally. Except the issue is, is, um, San Francisco had Jimmy G, and Baltimore has Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, San Francisco probably should have beat us for that Super Bowl. So, again.
0: I think the last time these two teams met up, wasn't it 46-45, Baltimore came out on top?
1: I I think that was the Clyde Edwards-Aleer fumble game. I I think... Yeah. Either way, this that, is going to
0: be a great matchup. Spags is going to be in his bag. He always prepares well for. Yeah, we, yeah. He gave up forty six against uh, Lamar Jackson, but he's always, you know, he does really well against uh,
1: that defense. Though not this defense. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. This this and that, not the same. Exactly. So. All right. I do not have my list done yet, so let's move on. Um, I don't think we need you know we we've talked a lot and everything, so I think you know now you preluded to it. Let's just go over the NFC. Um, What I can tell you is is that San Francisco beat Green Bay. Andreas Carlson needs to be you know exported from. Wisconsin or something, or deported from Wisconsin. He missed a crucial field goal, Brock Purdy leads, game-winning drive. I use that term loosely. Um, San Francisco comes on top, and Detroit beats Tampa Bay. Fortunate for my prediction. Really thought Tampa had that. Obviously not. Um, They they win with a last-second, well, with an interception- in the waning time, um, Todd Bowles could have made Detroit kick a field goal and potentially have, you know, tied the game if they missed, but he did not care, obviously. So, anyways, our matchup is perennial juggernaut team, San Francisco, perennial juggernaut team when healthy, San Francisco, excuse me, versus perennial underdog at all times, Detroit. you want me to talk about it a little bit? Well, no, absolutely not. I don't want you to talk about any of it. I want us to sit here and let it marinate.
0: I don't feel comfortable. I don't, I don't feel
1: comfortable at all right now. <laughs> what do you think? Let, let's give an X factor in this game. What, what do you think the X factor is for this game? Dan Campbell, baby. Campbell Campbell's the X factor. He's always the X factor. He, he's uh, that hard hitting analysis is always. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Campbell, um, always X factor.
0: I'm thinking about this from a chief's perspective. Like if we win against Baltimore and we need to face somebody, I want to face against Detroit again. I want that matchup again. How fun would that be? A week one matchup was Detroit and Kansas city, you know, super bowl matchup, Detroit against Kansas city. Um, Dan Campbell, I think he makes a lot of, you know, big nut decisions. Um, Kyle Shanahan, he's kind of kind of a little bit different. He just makes plays that just work. And uh Brock Purdy, uh, you know, he was kind of in this situation before. He was kind of banged up, he was hurt. Um, so can he carry the weight of this on his shoulders? He kind of looked like crap last game. He's kind of always just been a game manager. Uh he's kind of been carried away by the weight of his uh, defense uh, and all the talent that surrounded him. So you kind of got a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, I just want to face Dan Campbell. I'd, I love Dan Campbell. He's a great coach. Uh, I love his energy, his mentality. And I'm just, I'm just picking this one in support of Campbell. So,
1: uh, My ex factor is going to be Jared Goff, um, mostly because he's played this team before, um, especially being the former quarterback of the Rams. And honestly, um, San Francisco could win if Brock Purdy's having a very average to below average game. Um, that is not going to happen for Detroit. If Jared Goff goes in there and plays like crap, um, it's game over, bro. And the game's not going to look very good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I as much as I don't want to say it, you know, like Detroit has a very high usability of getting blown out in this game. I don't think they will because they're playing good football right now. But if you remember, Detroit had that little spell right beforehand, right before the playoffs, really right before the Dallas game, where they were just playing bad football. They were just turning the ball over like a motherfucker. So I tell you what. I think Jared Goff plays well. I don't think he plays that well, though. I think Brock Purdy will go in there, do some game management, probably go for, like, 250 and, like, two touchdowns or something. Yeah, probably something along that. Along that. Along those lines, I would say. About 250 in the d- and two touchdowns. CMC probably goes for, like, 100 yards and, like, a touchdown. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick San Francisco like thirty-one to like twenty-four, or we'll give them twenty-seven. Thirty-one to twenty-seven. Detroit puts on an extra field goal. Damn. Um, Actually, wait. Let me let me revise that. Let me go with um thirty-one to twenty-five, and Campbell goes for two at some point. Um, I'm gonna go
0: twenty. 4-17
1: with the Detroit Lions on top. All right. So Sam takes Ravens, Niners for his Super Bowl matchup, and Beans, who I'm pretty sure that was his Super Bowl ma- matchup, goes for Chiefs versus Lions. I love it. This is great. Okay. So I need one more person for my top five list. And I am, like, trying to think of someone who is, like, because I I got some people from old times. I got some, I I got mostly people from, like, you know, the now times. I need, like, one more person from, like, back in the day, like, everyone just loved. Yeah, no, this, this list is awful. All right, Beans, this is Sam's Weekly Top Fives, presented by no one yet. If you want to present Sam's Weekly Top Five with any of your businesses, please contact us at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S in the comments or on Twitter. So this is a top five list of people who have been the most popular at any point in their lives so people with a hundred percent approval ratings number five morgan freeman that's a good one number four jason kelsey yeah there yeah obviously number three george washington after winning the revolutionary war and before he had slaves man man, that's a, that's that's a good that's a good little definitive gap there i like it good job Um, Megan Fox, Transformers, 2008. That uh, S tier. And number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin at any point.
0: God, that's a beautiful list. (laughs) I'm shocked. I'm not a little shocked that there's not some recency bias with Jason Kelsey being like number two. Um, But good list overall.
1: I I kept it. I had one um, honorable mention. Tom Hanks. Okay, one that was my one honorable mention was Tom Hanks. Really debated between Morgan Freeman and Tom Hanks, but uh, but Morgan Freeman is older, so he is more beloved. Um, actually, you know what? I screwed this list up. You know who I forgot? Who? Scratch Morgan Freeman at five. He's an honorable mention with Tom Hanks. Betty White is five.
0: Okay, all right. Betty White.
1: Absolutely. So, to recap, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Megan Fox, 2008 Transformers, George Washington, post-Revolutionary War, Free Slaves, if that time frame exists, uh, <laughs> Jason Kelsey, and Betty White. Good list. I'm, I'm proud Wait, of you, what? Sam. <laughs> Well, beans, do you have a thought-provoking moment for us before? No, we... I'll
0: save it for next week. Uh, next week's going to be our hundredth episode. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun time. God, I, I...
1: cannot believe we're going to hit a milestone. Am I going to have to make a top five list for top five best moments on the show? You might I... have, to. Uh, I'm open, have to. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we
0: get to get our third compadre on here. You know, for this episode, with it being a hundred. That's think about what we were doing ninety-nine episodes ago.
1: LOL. <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing 100 episodes ago? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is I don't even think it's, I, I think we've like missed at least one week or so. So it's not even we've like. We've missed a couple. couple. It's during not even wedding. four anniversary. I don't even know when, when did we first upload our first episode?
0: Uh, It was like a, it was like right after the Super Bowl. Okay.
1: That, so I think we're that's almost,
0: now. we're almost at our two year mark. We're almost there.
1: Honestly, like not missing like, almost any time because like let's think like 100%. we had to miss a, we had to miss
0: a couple weeks for my wedding it's like you it's know? only
1: like two weeks though actually no it's three because we did like two shows in one week one time yeah are we going to actually like beans are we gonna actually do a draft like live stream this year are we gonna do it are we gonna finally do it i know that the, this is the end of the show the show is ended Like, we're not talking about anything sports. It's all business. I'm asking you, for our fans, for our community, are we going to do a draft live stream this year?
0: Dude, I think we should, because I I think that's how we kind of got together as a friend. I mean, we've always been friends, but, like, we when we started doing this, we started watching the drafts together, and that kind of, like, Got the ball rolling, you
1: know? I just need to know, am I taking that day off of work? I want to. There's a lot of days I need to take off work, though, this year. But I'm willing to do it, mainly because I was already willing to do it.
0: I mean, obviously, we could do the first round. You know, I think that's always a good... Oh,
1: God, we're not doing anything past the first round. Are you kidding me? I'm not wasting
0: yeah. my entire weekend. But the first round. I don't obviously, like our
1: fans that much.
0: I know, yeah. So I think that's something we could definitely work out in our books. Hopefully we could get our again third compadre on here, you know, a little companion, little we gavin out. bring in a
1: compadrette with them. Yeah. It'll be fun. Good time. We can all we can have all of our wags with us.
0: Yeah, and so um Definitely something that we, I think that's definitely something we should do. We could talk about as a, you know, I'm a third partnership. You're a third, Gavin's a third, like as a trio, like we'll talk about this in our business and see if, uh, in our little business chat, we can call a meeting to order and see if that's something we can cook up here.
1: I, I like cooking. I like, I hate cleaning. All right. I actually remember beans. I cannot remember. This is the last question. I promise you. Cause I know that you're busy. But Beans, I finally remembered what I was going to ask you. Okay. So those of you that don't know, I might have already said it on the show, but I told Beans I had a question for him and I couldn't remember. And I just suddenly remembered. Beans, this Saturday is the Royal Rumble match for WWE. There 30 men will enter one ring only to be eliminated if they get thrown over the top rope. Same thing for the women as well. Less dramatic. Beans, I need you to pick the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble and the Men's Royal Rumble. Dude, I don't even know who's in I, it. That's the point. Well, that, that is the point of the Royal Rumble. No one knows who's actually in it. That's the point. How am I supposed to pick if I don't know who's in it? Well, you know some people. Are, like, like, there's guys who, like, announce, like, oh, I'm, like, in the Royal Rumble. And it's like, okay. Like, we know. Like, I don't know. Roman Reigns? Is he still alive? Roman Reigns is. So, I will not let you pick him because Roman Reigns is currently the champion. So, he wouldn't enter the Rumble. And he's currently in a title match. So, he okay. double won't be in the Rumble. Ooh, uh, Kofi Kingston. Is he still right, alive? Taking Kofi Kingston, who is basically just a, uh, at this point in his career, a spot merchant. But I like it. That is a legitimate wrestler that will probably be, that will be in the match. Okay. But beans, you got Kofi Kingston for the men, who do you got for the women?
0: Dude, I don't remember any of the women. Uh, is there like a Layla something?
1: So here's the thing. WWE doesn't have a great women's roster all the time. So there is a girl named Layla and she has been in a Royal Rumble in the past, but she is like, not like a regular person on TV, but I kind of want to keep having you name women's wrestlers until you get one. I feel like, like, I feel like it's very like common
0: names. Like you have a Layla or like a, like a, I don't know, like a,
1: there was a Layla
0: or like a Leah or a, a there
1: actually isn't a Leah.
0: So see like if you could come up with like a girl name like a, a, M- a Macy or a Marcy or something like that and it's like yeah that's but, that girl like Marcy no Reigns
1: No Macy no Marcy Okay well okay I'm going to go with a Leah then Hey Mercedes Monet Okay Monet whatever Mercedes Monet Beans you think that Mercedes Monet aka Sasha Banks will return and win the rumble you're a mad lad I love you Beans Thank you I appreciate it that's not going to happen, by the way. Okay. Right. But it's okay. I like it. it. You know, it's more likely to happen than any of the other two girls that you named. Thank you. It's probably going ba- to be Bailey, by the way. Okay, well, that, w- that was going to be, like, my fifth name. That was
0: going to pull Bailey out of my butt. Like, hey. You
1: like know, I, I can't stand the fact that, like, you started naming off just singular women's names. And I was like, wait a minute. There is... Um, There is that girl that is named that. There's a girl named Kelly Kelly. Yeah, yeah. uh, Women's wrestling, am I right? Yeah. All right, Beans, do you have a final word? Do you have a final hot take? Do you have a final anything for the beautiful people out there?
0: Uh, No, I don't. Go Chiefs. Uh, Have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Stay warm during this freezing rain. Schools, quit canceling. Please and thank you. That is all. (laughs)
1: all right well beans i think those were beautiful words and i think it's great that we end up on that thank you to everyone who has been listening to our show today and for the last 99 episodes i'm sure we'll get very sentimental about the 100th episode and you know here's to you know more episodes we'll get we'll, we'll be sent to you there i want to thank beans for you know being here want to thank gavin in the future for being here because he's coming on to the next episode i'm not gonna let him not um and thank you all of your viewers for listening to us again today as i've said before if you want to find this episode the best way to find it is on our twitter feed at underscore underscore f3s that's underscore underscore f3s on twitter All the episodes will be posted with the link to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also type in Flyover State Sports Show, the number one sports podcast with Flyover and State in the name. Or Flyover and Sports, I think it is, actually. So the number one of that. We don't know. We're the number one, though. We're number one. Absolutely. So, we're on Apple Pod and Spotify, as I was saying. Thank you again for listening today. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you for flying with us. How fast do you think Lamar Jackson's going to run this weekend? Best book.